You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap podcast, episode 101. We're doing Tax 101 today. Uh, Steve Burnham joined by Andy Gwynn. So, episode 101. I can't believe it. We've passed the one, the three figures mark. Um, now, Andy brought to my attention the Treasury issued discussion paper um, that is has actually been talked about in the media this week. Um, the the fear, I suppose, that's being talked up is um, about taking away the tax deductibility of non-compulsory uniforms. Um, is that what it is? Andy, are they proposing to just to take this deduction away? Short answer is no, Steve. Um, it's essentially an options paper, so consultation slash uh, discussion paper that the government or the folks at Treasury has released. Um, oh, and so they're seeking feedback on um, essentially a review of the Register of Approved Occupational Clothing and Related Tax Deductions. So that's the oh. name of the paper. So essentially the H- the government's looking at ways to streamline the deductibility of non-compulsory uniforms. Now this is, this is an inter- interesting um, doc- uh, division there, non-compulsory uniforms and compulsory uniforms. What, what's the difference? Yeah, so, so compulsory uniform there, Steve, just for our listeners, is, is something, for example, a compulsory uniform, something like a police officer's uniform, a fireman's okay. uniform, an airline pilot's uniform. So it's really something that's, you know, a little bit, it's non-conventional clothing that um, that the employee is compelled to so wear, So they'd be supplied that, I assume. That's right. So, I right. mean, some, some people might buy it, like, for example, your pilot's uniform you might have to, to oh, right. buy. But yeah. all in all... Um, that's a compulsory form of uniform, but right. um, there might be other jobs that you do, for example, or other professions where you might be given or provided with a uniform. So, you know, office workers or people who work in banks or, you know, anything oh, that okay. you typically see that's got a logo. Oh, okay. It's like a there. corporate identity. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So... Actually, sorry, you just reminded me of... I'm, I just had a recent experience. Of it. Let me d- d- diverge here a little yeah, bit. no worries, Steve. Um, having a bit of work done at home by the drain man, the drain man. Yes. Um, the guy's there with the logos on a cap, on the shirt. The guy turned around, as plumbers do, he bends over to do something, and there's a logo on his back pocket. <laughs> I thought, well, God, well, why would you put a logo there? But, of course, I suppose if someone, a tradesman sort of bends over and gives you the, uh, the plumber's smile, as they say, <laughs> you can see the logo right there. So I thought, oh, well, actually, that's probably a good place to put it. Anyway, sorry, I... Just, you just reminded me then. But that's I mean, the sort of thing we're looking at, like that's right, identified yeah. clothing. That's right, yeah. Okay. So identifying clothing or non- non-compulsory clothing. And one of the things is there is a provision in the Act, uh, Division 34 and the 97 Act, that requires you to go and register uh, such uniforms. So oh, it's okay. not necessarily something that you can say, okay, look, um, it's a uniform, it's got a logo on it, um, I can... I can claim a deduction for it. So oh, okay. it's just one of those things where you actually need to go away and seek... Um, uh, registration okay. so that the, the item of clothing can be in a, what they refer to as approved occupational clothing. So so that's that's the issue that we're looking at here. And yeah. So I'll give you a few stats. Um, so what the, the actual discussion paper notes is that since 1993, around 20,000 uniform sets have been registered. 20,000? That's right, yeah. Oh. So 20,000 uniforms, many of which are no longer active, and each year about... 300 new applications, including wow. amendments to registered designs, are registered. So you can see where some of the red tape is. We've got a, oh, of course. We've got a list of 20,000 uniforms would have been, which have been registered, and, yep. and the deductions are quite significant as well. So based on the stats for the 13-14 year, 492,000 
taxpayers claim deductions of 104 mil wow. on non-compulsory uniforms. So it's about half a million. That's taxpayers. correct. Gosh, that's correct. And and of that amount, so the the government um, revenue. Yep. So it's costing the government 30 mil, and sure. of course the average claims 211, and they give a list of the top eight. So about 200 dollars per taxpayer is being claimed. That's correct. Wow. That's correct. And they also give a list of the top um, eight occupations there. Okay. So so we've got, you know, so here's the top eight. So we've got office workers, teachers, sales and marketing, nurses, healthcare workers, hmm. general managers, contract program or project administrator, public servants, and bank officers. So hmm. sometimes you go into the bank and you see the... Um, the teller, they might have you know a little logo on their their shirt or oh, on yeah. their collar. So yeah. I pr- I would presume that that would be some form of uniform that's that's registered. So, yeah. so I, I think chefs too don't or cooks. You know they have yeah, checkered pants and yeah that's that's slightly clothes. different. Yeah that's a slightly different okay. type of deduction. So that's what they refer to as occupation specific okay, uh, clothing. Sorry, yeah. So. Yeah. So and that's a good point there as well, Steve. So essentially, what we're talking about here is we're not talking about protective clothing or necessarily occupation specific clothing we're really looking at non-compulsory uniforms right. so so something that you actually need to go register so that if the employee wears it they can go and claim a deduction if they have to buy it so it is it is kind of an interesting issue when you put it into to that perspective when when you pointed this out to me Andy I sort of thought what that's that's interesting and I uh, did a little bit of reading and found that when it was first introduced in the early 90s they were going to ban deductions outright, but there was an amendment later on that allowed it to come in because of this corporate wardrobe that, uh, thing that you've just been talking about. So, I mean, the proposal, what what the proposal now from Treasury, is that to bring it back to no deductions at all, or are they saying, let's yeah, the, look at it? The actual policy paper's got four positions. Um, so the first one is to retain the status quo and reissue the current guidelines in terms of how to assess um, whether um, the, the the clothing is relevant, and in terms right. in terms of actually getting it assessed, you need to go through to the um, Department of Industry, Innovation, and Science to okay. actually seek that registration. So huh. now the other thing that's so that's one alternative. So just to revisit those those guidelines yep. and see if there's anything you know uh, unnecessary that places an unnecessary regulatory burden on employers. Right. Particularly in, in situations where, you know, like you've got really prescriptive design criteria, oh, so yeah. you might need a logo or you might need something there that, you know, sort of is a necessary requirement of fulfilling, you know, these guidelines. Yep. The other one is to rewrite the guidelines with a view to reducing the regulatory burden, so that's what we've just uh, mentioned. Right. Um, the third one is to repeal the Division 34 regulatory requirements and rely solely on Section 8-1. So that's the general deduction provisions. And that's where it's only deductible if it's helpful to make income, is that...? That's right, yeah. So right. so it's um, it's incurred in you producing your assessable income, as, right. as one would uh, go about it. And on the premise that it's not um, expenditure that's private or domestic in nature, okay. so that's one of the <laughs> negative limbs. Yep. So with that in mind, sometimes when you look at 8-1, it can be a little bit tricky unfortunately Steve because yeah. then you've got to make an assessment as to whether this item of clothing will also be used for for private purposes oh okay so what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course Which, wear it on the weekend yeah, or whatever yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so you've got to give those considerations or if it's mainly for private use or you can use it for other purposes but potentially you might have to knock that deduction on, on the head mm. Now, this is where it becomes all very controversial, and I think this is what some of the media has picked up, is that uh, the fourth option is, 
fourth option is to deny all tax deductions for expenditure on non-compulsory uniforms. Oh, so just outright, no, you can't do it. That's right, Gosh. yes. So, so, but the difficulty there is that um, in the paper says this option is canvassed for completeness. So they're saying, well, look, we're, you know, we're no, just throwing it. It out, we're throwing it out there. Yeah. But would not address the objective of ensuring the deductions are only available for non-compulsory uniforms in cases where the clothing is clearly identifiable as corporate wardrobe, as you, you mentioned a little bit oh, earlier. Right. So they said to put, put some people at a disadvantage because they, they're required to buy these things by their employer and therefore it's an expense that's outgoing on the, in for them, but that's uh, right. there's no comeback for, from the tax. That's price. right. And sometimes it's, you know, I've always queried this, you know, in my mind as well, like why you can't necessarily claim deductions for the suits, particularly if you work in a very, um, uh, one of those classic professions, well, such as an accountant yeah. or, or, you know, a, a lawyer. So... So all those traditional sort of professions, sometimes you do wonder, you know, is the suit private or is it, you know, like that, that's the only time you wear it except for, for weddings perhaps. <laughs> so all in all, um, it is strictly a review. So they're just looking, canvassing some, some options. Yeah, yeah. So, so is it all from the employee's point of view? I mean, is... No, no, not, not at all. I mean, they do take, I mean, they do take the relevant considerations of the employers into play um, obviously the employees are the one that has to register oh, of course the, the uniform but also one of the things particularly if you were to deny for deductions for the expenditure is that it could have um, roll-on effects so from an FBT perspective for example if I were to provide these uniforms to my employee which in most cases or in a majority of the cases will typically happen yeah uh, employer pays for it so all of a sudden you might be providing a a oh, fringe benefit. A fringe benefit. Okay. So in that sense, and then you don't have what's referred to as the otherwise deductible rule. Oh, okay. That's where so, the, if, the, if the employee could have claimed something, that's right. It's you escape the FBT liability. Okay, that's so right, that'll yeah. take that away from employers. That's right, yeah. Wow. So I don't think this option four has got, you know, I mean, whilst they've canvassed it, I don't necessarily think that it's a real possibility unless right. the law's been altered to specifically exempt the provision of such uniform for FVT purposes. So so just keep that in the back of your mind. But I think what this does draw on, or this particular paper anyway, is some of the, the difficulties that taxpayers do encounter when they when it comes time to them looking at their wardrobe or looking at what they wear <laughs> to work and then trying to make, you know, reach a conclusion yeah. as to whether these expenses should be uh, deductible. So as we spoke about a little bit earlier, you know, you've got your occupational uh, specific clothing, so your chef's pants or anything that's you know to pr- protect you whilst you're you're working. I yep. mean, you shouldn't also forget, for example, you know, sports players they can obtain deductions, for example, for their glasses or their sun hats and their sunscreen if they have to work outdoors. So there's a myriad of yeah, all these yeah. these issues that people need to consider when assessing whether certain items of clothing should be mm. uh, deductible. So and then of course. Having that uniform is one thing, but then also the other thing to note is, you know, all your laundry expenses oh, as well. You know, so the ATO has got, you know, some special rules in terms of, you know, like if it's strictly work clothing, you can claim a dollar per wash. Oh, and right. if you've thrown in your all your other stuff, then it's only 50 cents. So <laughs> so it's all those sorts of things. That's why it's so difficult to It to makes actually... it hard when you, when you say a dollar per wash and a dollar here and 50 cents there, but add them all together and it's like this case where it adds up to, what is it, 30 million. That's right, Gosh. yeah. That's right, yeah. So so that's the average claim that we, we talked about for. So yeah. 211 was the average claim for work-related um, 
When should all, should all this be decided? Is there any timeline, Andy, on when this is? Yes. So, to... so the government, what the government um, requires is submissions are due by the sixteenth of December. So, mm-hmm. so there is a little bit of time before Christmas. It is an interesting review, I have to say. It wasn't something that you know necessarily um, it caught us a little bit off guard because you yeah. would think that the the area is quite settled. But when you do look at Division Thirty Four and the requirements in terms of having to get the uniform registered, it yeah. does make it a lot uh, quite onerous. So in in short, we're all for having this sort of review if it does cut the red tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's something that, um, I mean, fitting me in, in the scheme of things isn't going to... It's not know, huge, is it's it? It's not it's, huge. In terms of the nation. That's yeah. right. But it is, I mean, in terms of compliance and just making the tax system a lot easier, it is something worth... Um, it's not just money. It's like you said, the, the compliance and the red tape. That's uh, right. A bit, yeah. bit of a burden. Yeah. So think about the employer and you know the cost mm. that they need to go through to, to ensure that um, you know the the actual uniforms registered and, and employees can go claim the deduction. Yep. Yep. Okay. So it might inform the next budget, perhaps, but we don't know. All right. Um, thanks very much, Andy. Uh, thank you, listeners, and please tune in again next week.